Welcome to Massive Late Fee, and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone, welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark, with me as always is my preoccupied girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Now watch, it's been a good week here. It is May 31st, 1997. It is that. Next time we do a show, it will be June. Yep. Summer's almost going to be here. That's right. Summer's almost going to be here. I would say that um, Memorial Day is the official beginning of summer. But it's not. Or the unofficial beginning <laughs> there of you summer. Go. <laughs> what would you say? Uh, I don't know. June 21st or whatever. <laughs> so you're a by the book person. <laughs> Quick programming note for, for everyone out there. Uh, there will be no uh, Slayer talk. There will be no Slayer talk this week because Buffy the Vampire Slayer obviously is on hiatus for the summer. Mm-hmm. So in the fall, we will be back with more Buffy, hopefully. Hopefully. I believe they're going to renew it. I've heard rumblings. so We shall see. We'll see. You got to stay on top of those like TV guide articles. Yeah, but it's been it's been a hot one. Yeah, it has. It was ninety one today. Ninety one. Too hot. Where we are, too hot to handle. Mm-hmm. Speaking of too hot, Carol, we watched a movie that was too cold. It was awful. Um, but first, I've got a surprise for you. So I What's had a that? surprise for you for your birthday. And we watched a movie that was all about love, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Terrible, so, terrible movie. I figured it was time for some massive love. Yay. Carol. Yes. Gay white male, 32. Seeks male. Obviously. Makes sense. 25 to 35. To help me celebrate my birthday. Please reply at once. <laughs> so, no... He doesn't want a relationship. Just wants a dude to help celebrate his birthday. That's interesting. So get your replies in there quickly, everyone. Please reply hop on that once. Birthday party train. Oh my god! Hop on what? That birthday party train. Okay. Can you imagine being so lonely that you're putting out a personal ad asking people to celebrate your birthday with you? Just your birthday. Like, that's really sad. you got to be gay, though. <laughs> well, yeah, because he wants to do butt stuff, but that's how he wants to celebrate his birthday. Oh. Maybe that's why he has to put the ad out, because oh my God. he has friends, but they don't want to do butt stuff. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> it's true. Oh, you, well, yeah, you think so. That's, <laughs> it's your, that's your opinion. Yeah. Okay, how about this one? Gorgeous, lightly arrogant. Are you fucking kidding me? Single black female, 4'11", 125 pounds, seeking very intimate friendship with someone who enjoys music, travel, and kisses. No pretenders or games. So she didn't specify if you noticed gender. No. She is lightly arrogant, though. That's funny. Well, she also said she's gorgeous, so I guess there's your proof. <laughs> right? Gorgeous. <laughs> Lightly arrogant, so maybe she's just very pretty. 
Uh, no pretenders, so sorry. What does that even mean? Sorry, 1950s <laughs> harmonizing group, the pretenders. You, you're, you're not... You're not invited. Um, 4'11", 125 pounds. So she's tiny. Yeah. Very intimate relationship. Yeah, like you said, with someone. Now, I do believe this is in the female-seeking male. Okay, so I guess she doesn't have to specify. So. Lightly arrogant. How can somebody be the lightly arrogant? Well, that's my question. What's heavily arrogant? Well, I think we all know heavily arrogant. Yeah, like Gaston. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think that's everyone's example is Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. It's mine. (laughs) I don't know, maybe lightly arrogant is when you want to make people... I'm especially good at expectorating. You know. Right. Crazy old Maurice. I do know, that's why I said it. Yeah. I just wanted to interrupt you. Good for you. Can't be an episode without me interrupting. How about an attractive married couple? Very clean, very discreet. Macomb County area, not that discreet. Uh, <laughs> wife seeking by female, 45 to 50. He will be part of the fun. Get ready. <laughs> what the fuck? 45 to 50. And what? I don't understand this the situation here. It's a very tight age range. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. He will be part of the fun. Okay. Yeah, so. so they're very attractive, very clean, very discreet. They're How in, old are they? They're in Macomb County. No idea. The wife is seeking a bi female. Right. So the wife wants a The female. wife's going to do her while the husband does the wife. Okay. But he will be part of the fun. What does that mean? He's going to do the wife. No, I thought that... Okay, wait. They're going to have a menage. What's the husband going to do? Just watch? The wife. I'm telling you... Like, he can do the wife while the wife is doing the lady. Okay. <laughs> they, oh, oh. What do you not understand? Okay, so I Do you need I me thought... to draw you a picture? <laughs> yeah, will you? I'll show you with some dolls. Like, <laughs> Yeah, get the 90210 dolls out. <laughs> um, Or get Midge and, what's his name? Alan. Alan. <laughs> Midge, Alan, and Barbie. Um, okay, so I thought that this couple was looking for another couple. No. But they're just looking for a woman. Yeah. A bi-female. A bi-female. Gotcha. Now, because she's bi, maybe she'd be doing stuff with the husband, too, but... Well, he'll, be part, he'll be part of the fun. We know that. <laughs> That's been established. Right. Okay, so I thought they were looking for... I was wondering what the other guy was going to do. Oh, okay. That's really but there confusing. is no other guy. Right. It's, it's right. a human centipede. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. <laughs> Way to take something nice and right? make it sound terrible. <laughs> Single white female, 43, looking for someone to be entertained by. Oh, my God. No pressure. Entertain me, though. So is she looking for a magician? Right. (laughs) Like, is she looking for a stand-up comedian? 
Apparently. They go, they go on the day. What's the deal? <laughs> okay, Jerry. With personal ads. <laughs> I don't know. They never get personal. Um, I couldn't respond to that ad, though, because if I felt like somebody wanted to be entertained, that's insane pressure. Again, she doesn't even, like, no stats at all. Mm. No age range, nothing. She just wants to be entertained. Yeah. Just call her up and tell her some knock-knock jokes. You know what uh, is good for that? Mm. A television. Right? There you go. What the fuck, lady? (laughs) Entertain me! All right. Uh, pleasing to the eyes, gentle on the ears, sweet to the nose, what soft to the, the touch. Fuck? This is a fucking Are rid- you tasty? This is a riddle. <laughs> and we've already done four senses. Does she talk about how she tastes? Uh, let's see. Pleasing to the eyes, gentle on the ears, sweet to the t- nose, soft to the touch. Pretty single black female, 42, six, six foot plus, thoughtful, considerate white male for dot, dot, dot. She must taste awful. This. <laughs> well, I mean, why would she focus on all the other senses and not talk about her Pleasing wonderful- to the eyes, gentle on the ears, sweet to the nose, soft to the touch, tastes like low tide. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. So this is a riddle. I guess. What she's seeking this white male for? Dot, dot, dot. You know. No, I don't. I'm asking you. What do she, you think? I think she thinks that you know. Well, I guess. <laughs> so I guess she's not going to get me then. <laughs> because she didn't specify. <laughs> I don't know. She's just trying to save some money on the words. Dot, dot, she dot. put three ellipses Fill in, in there. Fill in the blank. She's seeking she you for whatever you want. Sex. That's the same amount of characters. Yeah, but not the same element. Like, you're going to get some other people responding to an ad that specifically says sex. And I think they would force her to put that ad in, like, alternative lifestyles or something. Maybe. Are you a sensual, adventurous, hot, hungry female? Yes. Are you lost in the desert? <laughs> it's I'm, one of Brandon's women. I'm hot and hungry. <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> I guess that would be, you know, easy pickings. Are you a sensual, adventurous, hot, hungry female? This successful, sharp, single white male wants to connect. Buy okay! <laughs> With an exclamation point. Wow. Glad to know. Wow. Why specify that? If she's looking for a guy, then she'll respond anyway, right? Because he wants a bi female, but he doesn't want to come out and say he wants a bi female bi because okay. he wants a menage. You think so? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, as a bi woman, that in your past you've been contacted by men that only want that? Well, not. Are interested in that because of your status? Not specifically contacted by because it's not like I took out some kind of ad or wear some kind of shirt that or badge or something, but um, I was. <laughs> it says buy okay right? on your shirt. <laughs> right. I was. Buy question mark? Okay. I was dating a dude who uh, kept talking about wanting to have threesomes with my friends. So yeah. it was really annoying. 
That's cool. No. Oh, that's not cool. It was not cool. And, like, he thought that just gave him permission to be a jerk. And, like, he literally kissed some other girl while he was holding my hand. Was that his attempt to start something? I don't know, but it just pissed me off. Wow. Yeah. You gotta love guys. Nope. I love you, though. <laughs> the rest of them, no. Agreed. Every other guy besides me is trash. <laughs> All of them. Speaking of trash, though, hmm. we watched a movie. Yeah. And that movie's name was Till There Was You. It was one of the most frustrating movies I've ever watched. Yeah. It's named after a song in a much better movie, The Music Man. <laughs> was that by The Beatles, too? Because uh, The Beatles... Yeah? That's The Music Man? is No. So, The Beatles did a cover of that song. Mm. The Beatles famously did a cover of Till There Was You. Okay. But, yeah, they that's, uh, you know... There were bells on a hill, but I never heard them ringing. No, I never heard them at all till there was you. I don't think I've ever heard this song. Shirley Jones from The Music Man. I mean, I guess I have because I've seen The Music Man, but I don't remember the song. Shirley Jones, by the way, who is also in The Partridge Family, which is the Sarah Jessica Parker. It's like a mix mishmash between The Partridge Family and, and the, Brady the Brady Bunch, Bunch I assume. Yeah. Well, that's not groovy. <laughs> Not groovy, this movie. So, yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker was in another movie we saw recently. First Wives Club? Yes. Is that the one? Well, she was in the First Wives Club. I know she was, but I think there was another one. I'm not sure, though. Hocus Pocus, about five years ago. <laughs> I guess. Four years ago, something like that. And then the, the I haven't really seen too many things that the main lady was in that Janine, Janine Triplehorn. She was in, I believe, Intersection, which was like the second oh, movie yeah. we did, or the first, I think the first movie we did, the first proper movie we did, I yeah. believe, Intersection. Terrible, she, terrible Richard Gere movie. She reminds me, maybe she only does terrible movies, she reminds maybe. me of my mom's old Barbie doll. Like... <laughs> The way that her face is, it's weird. It's like she's got these super high, like, I guess she looks kind of like a model. She's got these, like, super high cheekbones. Uh-huh. But it's just, like, the way her hair is and her giant eyes, like, she just looks exactly like this doll. Wow. Interesting. I don't remember a Barbie doll that look, was modeled after Janine Triplehorn. <laughs> no, I think Janine Triplehorn was modeled after the Barbie doll. I think her parents <laughs> specifically <laughs> engineered to make her out of a, a Barbie doll. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> Or maybe she got plastic surgery. Oh. She just brought, brought that doll and was like, make me look like this. Oh, I saw. I saw a special on TV one time about this lady who did have a bunch of plastic surgery to make her look like Barbie. Oh, ribs And she moved. looked awful. Stuff like that. Yeah, plastic surgery doesn't look good usually. No. she. I mean, her lips were big. Her boobs were big. Like, everything was big and out of proportion. So far, you're, you're, you're not... So far, you're not selling me out. You look bad. <laughs> they were too big. Yeah. Well, the proportions of a Barbie doll wouldn't be good on a human. No. They they look good in plastic, I guess. It's it's not built to be realistic, I don't think. No. It's built for when you put the Barbie clothes over them. It's like, oh, it looks good in these clothes. Right. But as a doll, but I don't think a human would look good like that. Well, I, I think that if they had, like, a scale Barbie, she'd be, like, seven feet tall or something. Yeah. Well, even if, you, yeah. 
Even if you just took the ratio of the length of the legs, length of the torso, size of the chest, all that stuff, mm-hmm. wa- waist size, I don't think you'd look good. I think her butt's any, too small in comparison to her breasts. Well, you know, that was she, 60s, right? And lean forward. <laughs> she should tip over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that was the 60s, so, you know, the... the Flat butts were in in the 60s. Ah. That makes sense. People are like more rounded butts now, I think. Yeah. A little bit anyway. That Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, she has a giant butt. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> back to Janine Triplehorn. So she's pretty. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, it, she's nice looking, whatever. I think it's hilarious that Jennifer Aniston is in the movie for about five seconds, and she's all over the marketing of this, because she's popular. A big star. She's popular on, on Friends. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's barely in the movie. And the thing is, like, her character in the movie, the whole movie could have existed without it. Oh, yeah. There were several things in the movie that didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And it was really annoying. And the whole point of this movie... Was like you start out, first of all, it's confusing because you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on because they're going back and forth between a little boy and a little girl. Mm-hmm. And like slowly they're growing up and they're still just going back and forth, but they never, they never meet. Yeah. And they never meet. They don't meet till the end the of the movie. Till the very, movie. very end of the movie. That's the one thing that I think is interesting about the movie is that it's a romantic comedy where it's all set up. It, it's it's all us learning about who these people are as individuals so that when they finally come together, we're like, yeah, they fit. Except they don't. You don't think so? They don't show us. I mean, first of all, I don't, I don't feel like we truly got to know these characters. Hmm. I feel like we got to know situations they're in. And we got to know... A little bit about their families and things like that. But I don't feel like I really know what's his name. D- Dylan McDermott. What's his name? D- I don't know. Whatever the, the actor. Tim Tom. No, the, I, whatever the actor's name is. Oh, I don't know. Uh, and I don't feel like I really got to know Janine Triple One. I, I mean, maybe her a little bit more than him. Yeah, I feel like we know her character. But. And it, I don't like what about their. What about them matches? His character is harder to know because he lies. Well, yeah, that's the yeah, one thing that we know about him is he's a fucking liar. Yeah. And um, I mean, honestly, yeah, I don't know what about him and her really match. You're right. Like, he's kind of shallow mm-hmm. and surface and she's much deeper. But like she wrote that poem in college. Mm-hmm. And he found it and kept it. So I mean, that's something. I think he kept it. Like his girlfriend saw that he had it or whatever. And I yeah. thought that was going to cause a fight, right? But it didn't. So I don't know. Yeah, it's weird because they they both date other people, mm-hmm. and like I said, I think that's an interesting idea for a romantic comedy where the two never actually meet until the end of the movie, and it's all let's learn about these people. And see how each one exemplifies things that the other one needs in their life. So when we come, then come together, we're like, okay, 
Great. And then when they have the denouement, when, you know, they have, uh, you know, a family or whatever, then that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it, this, it just fails to me. Like, it, yeah, like the whole thing just kind of falls flat on its face. And I think that's all this is, is story structure. It's an interesting story structure. Hmm. And that's it. They didn't put any more thought into anything else besides how do we want to structure our story. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things that ties the two characters together is that Sarah Jessica Parker's character, Taffy. Right. Or whatever her other name was. I don't even know. Yeah, Taffy was her fictional name on the Brady Bunch-like show that she was on. Yeah. And then everybody kept eating in the restaurant that he designed that was terrible. And everyone kept talking about how they saw Ice Cube there. What the fuck? Well, like, didn't he put that in the description or something in the paper or whatever? I guess. I like Ice Cube, but I mean, come on. I think nobody saw Ice Cube there. I think he just put it in there and then everybody was trying to claim it. Oh, yeah, I saw him because somebody said he was there. Oh. Oh, maybe. You might be right. It's like one of those things where... Like there's a, uh, you know, whatever, like a miraculous sports moment and everyone's like, oh yeah, I was in the, I was in the stadium for that. And, and, you know, years later, and if everyone had been in the stadium for it, there would have been like 400,000 people right. in the stadium, you know, one of those situations, maybe you could be right. That's, that's interesting. I like to call this, instead of calling it till there was you, I like to call this coincidence, the movie, <laughs> because there are too many coincidences. Yeah. It. It stretches the the suspension of disbelief until it breaks. Because we've got this is Los Angeles, by the way. Yeah, it's a one of the largest city. cities in the world. Right. And it's like, oh, uh, they bumped into each other when they were kids. They went to the same elementary school. Uh, then she bumped, did they? Yes. But what about the? Okay, so he was the other kid. Yes. Okay, because she was obsessed with this one guy from second grade that's not him. So, right. Yeah. Who ended up becoming on the city council, and he plays a role in, in the movie later as well. Yeah. Then in college, he almost dropped something no, on her. No, he did drop something on her, right and, out the window on her head. And they, so they have a chance encounter there, then, but they don't really talk to each other. She just right. yells up at him. And he's talking to his professor, this famous architect or whatever. Then, years later, Taffy, who they both watched on TV, and she's the ghostwriter for her, and he's dating her Mm -hmm. because her building, she's selling to them and wants him to design, tear it down and design whatever new building is going to go there. But it's the housing complex or whatever apartment complex that Janine Triplehorn moves into because she's ghostwriting this thing. And she moves into it because... She almost gets in a car accident mm-hmm. and then runs into somebody from the poetry class. Almost run, gets into a car accident because the real estate agent that she's using to find a place is dating the main guy. Yeah. And he's breaking up with her on the phone while she's in the car and she's not paying attention. Yeah. Then she meets the poetry guy thing, goes through the all his stuff. He used to live in that apartment complex. So she moves into that apartment complex. And the guy that that she was obsessed with in the second grade that was with the other guy that bumped into is on the city council and in charge of the decision of whether or not this place is going to get torn down or not. Yeah. It's like 
What the fuck? It's a very small world in a very big city. This this should take place in like nowhere, Indiana. <laughs> Instead of Los Angeles, California. But if it took place in nowhere, Indiana, they would definitely have run into each other. Like, there's no way to keep them apart. But they did anyway. Not until the end of the movie. No, what I'm saying, but they had these chance encounters, even though they didn't talk to each other. Yeah, I mean, I guess, so, but you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't say Los Angeles is such a huge city that they don't actually meet until the end of the movie. When they're in Nicotine's Anonymous or whatever, which I don't even know if it, that exists. <laughs> Probably um, in L.A. where they're all healthy. But it's also so small that all these coincidences pile up. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. And in the beginning, it was too confusing. Like, even trying to figure out what movie am I watching and how are all these characters related. It didn't really start to solidify until they were adults and i don't understand like the the her mom tells this story about how in love she is with her dad and all this shit and everything and well that's and what a great relationship they have and then the guy from la law who's her who's her dad is like oh yeah i never loved your mother well okay what the fuck is that that was to show like what made her such a romantic was you know her parents story mm-hmm. and then she gets her heart trampled and then she gets her heart trampled and then she gets her heart trampled again i mean that's just it, it's unnecessary to me yeah yeah it didn't really change anything i mean if she let's say that was the story we heard it and she was super romantic and then she has that scene with the dad and the dad tells her that and that changes her entire life. She's like, fuck this. I, I, I don't even want to look for a guy anymore. I'm just going to be alone. Be a cat lady or whatever. Mm-hmm. She pours her life into trying to save this thing. You know, whatever. And then she meets the guy. I, you know what I mean? Like, he, turn, he turns things around. He's, he has, you know, something where he's, like, closed off. But maybe then he gets opened up to... The possibility of being romance, romantic mm-hmm. for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Maybe something to do with his parents. They touch on his parents a little bit. Uh, what's her name? Marion Ravencroft or whatever from the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark's in here. Right. As, as her mom. His but, mom. His mom. But that doesn't, that doesn't really get fleshed out. All that we know is she has a piano and he wants to get a piano. <laughs> and he never does. Well, I guess he can have hers when That's they end I'm up saying. together. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, is that supposed to be what... Con- is that the you complete me thing? I guess. It doesn't make any sense. Because he never bought a piano because they couldn't have two pianos. That would be weird. So he kept putting it <laughs> off. Dueling pianos. <laughs> he just kept putting it off his whole life. They though. both took piano lessons, I think. Yeah. Oh. But it's just weird. And like I said, way too many coincidences. And I think, to me, I don't. I didn't really love the performances either. Hmm. And by the way, whoever wrote this is fucking obsessed with smoking. <laughs> right? Yeah, this the, is someone that quit smoking and is trying to fucking vicariously live through these characters. The, well, and the fact that they meet in the smoking thing is kind of upsetting because, like, I think it would have been perfect... If they had met because the old lady died. Yeah. And they both show up at her funeral or sure. her apartment or right. whatever. 
because they both had a relationship with her too and they both cared about her but that's not what brings them together so that's another thing of like okay so why do they both care about her and she's got a tragic story too about like love like her story is a more interesting story than the story we're watching i wouldn't say that it's sad i don't know about interesting but it's like i don't understand what the what they're trying what they're trying to tell us about love in this movie I don't understand it. I mean, I guess she got what her parents didn't have. Yeah, yeah, she got the she got the story, but it's true, not yeah. a lie. Yeah, but he lies all the time. So what? Who in the fuck? Who knows? knows? What, he tell, <laughs> what he tells everybody, right? Maybe, maybe in uh, thirty five years, he'll be like, oh, "I never loved you." Right? Exactly. <laughs> who knows? I always wanted Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. He just wants what he can't have. I don't know. It, it, it's a very weird movie. I mean, I did get a, like a little teary with the old lady. Yeah, but it's that's pretty simple man- emotional manipulation, I yeah. think. I kind of wish that I lived in an apartment complex like that. That doesn't seem so cool. Well, yeah, it seems fun to have people that actually like care about you and like friends and stuff. Well, and it's like a beautiful courtyard they all share. To watch uh, to watch you have a good night kiss with your date. And that was weird, yeah. All, like, be staring at you. <laughs> I don't know. Did you think it was weird that she kept her cigarettes in that little cubby or whatever and uh, outside in the courtyard and fucking dude just comes up and takes a pack of cigarettes that, that are not his? Yes. Takes a cigarette out there, he's about to light it? <clears throat> I would not what do that. What the fuck is that? Was he, like, trying to quit the whole movie or something? I, like, you, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, why didn't he just have his own cigarettes? How do you know that those cigarettes weren't dipped in LSD? Well, you don't. Or peyote or That's half the fun. The mystery cigarette. Mescaline. You never know. Yeah, I I didn't like it. No, I didn't like it either. It was too... There was too much going on, it was too confusing, and in the end, most of what was going on that was confusing didn't even matter. It's a jumbled mess of a movie. Yeah. Like I said, the story structure is good, or interesting anyway. An interesting way to structure a romantic comedy. different. But the parts, (laughs) the actual filling in, awful. Yeah. And... Way too many. Like, this is Charles Dickens on steroids, as far as coincidences go. It's no good. Yeah, it was a lot. I would not recommend it. Don't expect to see Jennifer Aniston in it, because she's not. Yeah, she's only in it very, very briefly. And it's just not... It To me, it's not interesting. It's not funny. There is nothing. It's supposed to be a romantic comedy. Yeah, I never laughed. There is no comedy to it. Not one time did I laugh in this movie. And there's not much romance in it either, to be honest with you. I agree. It's it's a weird movie that's not worth your time. It's a fight for a building. Yeah. Which ultimately proves fruitless. Yeah, because the building fucking gets torn down. Yeah, but they've got a daughter, so... Yeah, she's telling her daughter at the end of the movie, oh, the law front... What was it called? What happened to the building, mama? What was it called? La... Fortuna. La Fortuna doesn't exist anymore, but we have you. Yeah, they tore the fucking building down. Like, why'd they have to tear it down? I don't know. 
couldn't something have worked out besides the relationship? Like nothing no. in this movie worked out except no. for that. Fucking nothing can work out. <laughs> Everyone they knew died. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. And then Jennifer Aniston's got a husband and like And he's always in the car. She's a doctor or he's a doctor? She's a surgeon. Yeah, she's a surgeon and like they supposed supposedly have this great relationship and they've got kids and stuff like that, but maybe her relationship isn't so great. Well, it's obvious that it's not. So, but yeah, like what's the so what's the point of that? Like I don't understand. Like if you want to show different types of relationships and how different types of relationships don't work out or different ways that relationships fail so that you can juxtapose them with this relationship that you ultimately are going to say this is the way relationships work out or whatever, then you need to flesh that out more. Yeah. This movie is all trickery and no actual substance. Yeah, I agree. I don't recommend it. Yeah, do not see this movie. No. Well, that is the episode, Carol. They don't want to see the movie, but tell them what they can do. You can write us at latefee1994 at com. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. We'd love to see you there. <laughs> and um, uh, tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'd love to meet them. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>